Welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots. We are your idiots, Marianne, Michelle, and Francesco from NomadicMinds.Capital. Here, we interview the best investors on the planet to learn their secrets and tell them a lot of bad jokes. Then, we use their knowledge to invest in emerging market startups. Because this is the most effective way to lift people out of poverty and make outstanding returns. If you want to see what we are investing in this week, please join us at nomadicminds.capital. Welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots, where we are the stupid idiots. And here we have Luca as our superstar. Luca, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? How did you come to be where you are today? Well, it's a long uh, way because I started 21 years ago when I was 20, my first company in uh, 2000. So we're talking about dinosaurs time. And uh, it was a shopping comparison site. Uh, then I sold to Lycos, was a porter at the time. Then I did an agency business in Italy. Then I sold to a French sister group. And immediately after, I created a publishing network across Europe and Brazil that have uh, listed in Paris Exchange, the list and sold. And since then, uh, i investing mostly on uh, early stage, uh, on uh, in, uh, VC, and uh, late stage, I pre-IPO audience. Oh, fantastic. So would you mind sharing a, a story where you would say one of your best investments that you made? Well, for sure, it's not difficult. Uh, one of the best investments I made was a Scala Pay that, uh, that is an Italian founder that grew up in Australia, Simone Mancini. And uh, he, one of the leading pay, buy now, pay later companies in, uh, in Europe, they raised uh, after one year from my investment around with Tiger Global at a definitely higher valuation of what uh, was my my investment. Simone has a mentality that came from Australia, so what the market of buy now, pay later was doing in Australia with Afterpay and uh, uh, decided to launch the same business in uh, Europe. So it was, he's super ambitious person, is very focus on growth, they refuse a big offer at the same time, see a life-changing offer at the same moment, and uh, it was uh, uh, raising the capital with uh, with Tiger. So the, the, the trade-off was, uh, should I sell now that it's only three years that I'm doing this business for a life-changing amount, or I can take this money and grow much faster? And he said, he took the money and I went... Uh, now is, is growing very, very fast and uh, considering the leading. So it's just the mentality and the ambitions of the mm-hmm. entrepreneur. If you raise the ambition of the team, is the way that you can create uh, a unicorn, a decacorn, or because unicorn now is, a, is not anymore <laughs> cool. Like, you have to be a decacorn. Yeah. Everyone has an unicorn right now. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Luca, you are one of a million, probably. One of a five million, because there's not a lot of people like you in Italy. And the, You've seen a lot of people succeeding. Now, my question is, is there any, like, if you were to summarize in one sentence, what do you think is the one thing that all these successful people, you included, have in common that made possible their results? To be angry, to be ambitious, to want uh, to, to challenge yourself uh, all the time and uh, wanting to do something bigger and uh, and interesting and, and love what you're doing, of course. That's a yeah. uh, passion, of course. That's very important. Yeah. And then, so we, we famous for two things. One thing is we support emerging markets with nomadic minds and uh, being an emerging market being means be 
be in a position where you start like t- 10 meters below the fat salmon from the States. That's the way it is, and that's what we're trying to fix. Luca, you've been working a lot with people, with like emerging markets founders. If we consider France in 2016, probably was an emerging yeah. market or uh, whatever. Is there any way an emerging founder from outside from the US can try to cope with the situation? Is there any like shortcut you would like to recommend to founders born and raised in emerging markets? I see more and more companies coming out of uh, nowhere, if you want. Uh, the most important thing is to uh, learn the rules of this game, no? because we are all playing a game. So there are two kinds of companies. There are companies that can be very successful and not part of the venture game. They have to be profitable. They can, uh, they, can doesn't need, they don't need to scale as crazy. But there are companies that are part of the venture game, and if you're part of the venture game, there are some rules to, to know how to pitch, how to uh, what it means fundraising, etc. So I always recommend people that say, I want to do a company, I'm starting a company, so I have a, a list of how-to. And uh, the how-to is uh, look at Y Combinator, uh, all the videos that uh, they, you can learn a lot on how, what are the, the, the rules that you have to respect on uh, doing the pitch, the safe, the, what is a series A, what is a seed, what is a pre-seed, how you market your company, you present yourself, what is the kind of growth that you're looking for. So you have to respect the rules. So it is possible from everywhere. And then you have to find your right contacts. But it's not so difficult to find your right contacts if you start to send cold emails around, uh, if you look uh, now the result of the, the, the scout industry. Uh, I'm a scout myself for Excel. Uh, so you, you can reach people. Everyone that reached me on LinkedIn, I always uh, try to answer and then see what is the, the proposal, the idea. And if I fell in love with them, I will do some intro. So it's always uh, the way that to find the first contact. And uh, but. Before finding the first content, you should study what the rules are. Mm-hmm. Got it. Great answer. If you had to make a connection between all of your successes that you've had so far, what would that be? As I said, I think is the, the the success is uh, people that are ambitious and uh, they are uh, they, they don't stop at the first success. Uh, they they know how to fail fast when they have to fail fast. Yeah. Because they have always to try something new and don't be stubborn. I always recommend to, to founders that what you think of your product is uh, not what will happen. What you think of your product, your product will be defined by your users, not by your, your ideas. So you have always be easy to adapt on how people are using your product and then releasing more features and, uh, and development, uh, develop your product more on how it's used, not how you think it should be used. And I'm curious, have you ever heard of the Velcro market? Because I think it's a total ripoff. <laughs> Which one? No, it was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like, what do you call four Barbies in front of a grill? I don't know. A barbecue. And, <laughs> is the, uh, so, um, yes. Sorry, uh, Luca, what would you say is the, is the most common mistake that people make when pitching their decks to you? They don't see a big market opportunity. They are uh, very, uh, they, they have no idea how to pitch an idea or uh, what, um, mm-hmm. they, they, they are stubborn as well. That's another thing. So, but stubborn in the wrong way, like uh, they're not open to suggestions. So I'm an entrepreneur, yeah. so I'm always very direct on uh, on ideas. And you can think that it's not good, or you can take a piece. So I think the best entrepreneurs are the ones that are, listening to everyone and take peace from everyone and then 
reshape the the the, the, the all the concept in the best way for uh, for them no and uh, uh, often if you want to copy someone else that is already existing uh, in the same market uh, uh, yes nice uh, that you want to do a now buy now pay later or uh, or uh, you want to do another uh, you know search engine or whatever you know it's, it's not the right market you always find an approach that differentiate yourself from the others and uh, did you ever have like a, a bad investment or a bad experience with with some of these people that you that you might share with us can share with yeah, us yeah of course uh, founders my investments are lacking yeah. otherwise it would be uh, impossible even <laughs> if in the last few years I have the no write off but because there are too much money everywhere so it's uh, the company is still raising and raising uh, but the um, uh, yes Often they are attached uh, market they are not so big uh, or their business the margin are uh, not so high and so uh, the problem is mas- mostly the growth no and uh, the market is too little at the end you are not able to to scale that market uh, too much. Okay, so basically a, a small thumb is the yeah. thing that you think limits the most. Yeah, and uh, it obviously they need to achieve like you know saturate the market they need to be. A great product and great execution, then the time becomes a problem because if yeah. you're not doing any money, time could be a hundred billion. But it's still, still nothing. Yeah. Okay, got it. And so regarding like if you want to teach something to the you are apart from being a successful entrepreneur, you've been an amazingly successful investor. What would you recommend to a start investor, an angel investor starting now when he looks in a deal? What do you what you're recommending to look at? What is the main suggestion you go? But first of all, it depends on the kind of person. So I, I always suggest to invest in VC first and learn from them. Because uh, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, you fell in love with uh, ideas. So my investment strategy is always to co-invest with VC. I'm not doing any angel round. So I always need a VC leading the round because it's doing the due diligence analysis, more diligent than I am. Yeah. Uh, and so I recommend to, first of all, to invest in VC, to learn how they invest. And uh, and then from that, you start to eventually invest yourself, but always with a deal flow that is qualified, not just uh, my cousin or the ideas coming from someone uh, on the corner is coming and a pitch and I send the money because at the end, and then the other idea that is very important, but it's very Italian, this one is like, don't want to be the big fish in a small pond. I want a 0-1% of a decacorn. I don't want a 20% of one euro company because I don't care. So that's uh, most of the, 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 the first time investors, they're trying to say, I oh, know I want to invest. I want 10%. I want to, don't care. It's not what you are looking for. You, you just have to be valuable for the company because the good deals are the one that are the more difficult to get in. And uh, you have to sell yourself, so you have to, to show to the, the entrepreneur why you can be valuable. And also this, you have to try to find investments that are connected to what uh, are your skills. So your, uh, if you are an operator, uh, your industry, if you are a, a founder, uh, what you did before, etc. So you, just to create value for the entrepreneur. So also to understand before what are the real value that you bring to the entrepreneur money. Nowadays, it's a commodity. It's too easy to find. So yeah, exactly. And then I realized. I don't know if you realized that as well. Like usually, the less an in, that's my experience. The less an investor negotiate, the more successful they are. I don't know why. So it's like so an investor comes yeah. and say, "What's your valuation? Okay, here's the money." Usually, it's more successful than the guy like looking to get it zero point two percent more. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. 
and yeah so I like this job I like doing this job to the, the to the VC not the, I just enter when uh, when the term sheet are uh, defined etc yeah. and that's when I get it so once uh, a book fell uh, in my head and uh, just I have to blame myself uh, going back on us uh, did you guys get it no okay <laughs> the worst joke don't worry I got it but do you know what you can't go too bad with the jokes because did you got did you hear about the guy who invented the dog knock joke no he won a nobel prize Okay. No, Guys, I'm a bit yeah. lost of your jokes. As as I didn't know, we tried too hard. You should have said me before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Well done. And where does your deal flow coming from, Luke? Mostly VC. Okay, so VC sends you deal flow, and you kind of follow along with them. Okay. And I send to them as well. So it's uh, mostly VC, and there is a sort of. Uh, scout mafia between Sequoia Scouts and, uh, and, and others that uh, we are sharing deals. Okay. You are kind of bullish in emerging markets, I guess. So it's like, you know, like the classic guys that say, okay, US, 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 eight miles around the area. No, I think Europe has a huge, now Europe, for me, I'm very bullish in, on Europe first. I think there are so many companies that can still come out of Europe. Uh, and I'm talking about France, Spain, Germany, and UK as well. There are great founders, great companies still coming out, and I think this is fantastic. Markets, I would like to learn more, and that's I'm looking to, to find some VC to invest in first. Is SCA, uh, Southeast Asia, uh, and eventually India is booming, of course. So uh, now what I'm looking for is to, to find uh, some little VC that can squeeze in uh, big deals uh, and investing in them, and eventually from that, uh, uh, understanding how to get a network and co-invest. I have some good contacts now. But uh, they're still two, uh, two engine-only rounds and not VC rounds, so it's too dangerous. Basically, correct me if I'm wrong, the thing is like, your VC is coming from this uh, scouting mafia plus VC connection. And uh, that's where your difference comes from and your investments. Yeah. Uh, you would love to see, to have a more diversified deal flow in emerging markets like Southeast Asia, maybe North Africa, Middle East, actually, I'm sure we're discussing you kind of bullish on it. And Eastern Europe also, okay. But the problem is that you don't have the exact and the right the flow, and you and so you want to have a visibility by investing with us. I would like to first, yeah, exactly. I think it makes sense to invest in little VC that are well connected with the big ones already itself. So that the, the little VC that is able to co-invest with the Sequoia or Vaxel or whatever in, in the area, and uh, that's uh, can I, I, I have very good returns for the small VCs. Okay. Uh, that are well connected. So the ones that are not too competitive with the bigger ones, but are able to bring a value to an entrepreneur and to the, the, the other VC. Yeah, so like they do the seed and then someone follow on with the series A, but then yeah, they access... co-invest in the series yeah. with the big ones. They co-invest with them, but uh, it's always a co-investment strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Now makes a lot of sense. Good. So we're running over. We definitely like finish all the good... No, we never had any good jokes, but we finished the bad one. Luckily for you. So, Michelle, do you want to go five side? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you three super fast questions. And then you can either reply with one word or with one sentence. And you don't have to think about it too much. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, is there any country that you think we can expect massive growth from and why? SCA and Europe. Southeast Asia and Europe. 
Fantastic. What do you what would you say is the hottest industry right now? Fintech NFT, of course, uh, are the ones that uh, there is a lot to do. Perfect. And uh, what advice would you give to other angels to be successful? Connect with VC, invest in VC, learn from uh, from the market, uh, and try to understand what is your value you can add. So to pitch better the founders for yourself. Fantastic. Thanks so much for that. Luca, thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Guys. Thank, you. thank you soon, guys. Ciao. Thank you so much.